Well, this is the best day of our life. If you don't believe it, hang on. John chapter 20. Father, we thank you for this glorious day, this resurrection day. We thank you, Lord, that the resurrected one lives in us and we live in the resurrected one. And Lord, we just thank you for this glorious day. And we thank you, Father, for your word that is a lamp and a light and it, it, is, it is awesome, Lord. And we thank you for your word today as we look into it. And we just ask you to open our eyes. We rebuke all blindness in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just ask you to open our eyes that we might see you clearly. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Yes, sir. Somebody's ear, left ear is opening up now. So just yawn real big and pop it on out in the name of Jesus. Or cast it out, either one. It works, both of them works. Amen. Glory. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, you know, we've been talking a good while on the kingdom, and we've been talking about living by the life of another. Acts, Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I'm now living, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we've been preaching on living by the life of another. And even your faith, living by the faith of another. There's nothing you have. Living by the strength of another. Right? Everything's another. Freely, he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness in Christ. Everything's been given freely. So I told him this morning, I'm going to preach on living by the resurrection of another. It's so true. Living by the resurrection of another. I'm telling you, you know what it does? It brings you freedom. Because you realize it's not about what you do. It's all about what he's done. Every bit of it is finished. I think the word was said. It is finished. John chapter 20. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark into the sepulcher, and seeing the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth and come to Simon Peter <clears throat> and the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away my Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they've laid him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Now, right there, I just want to throw this out. I don't have time to preach on it. But Josephus said, you know, when they put the grave clothes on Jesus, they used over 100 pounds of, of uh, stuff to wrap him in. And when he was laying there after three days, it was as hard as a rock. It was a cocoon. And so... That day, there was over a million people in Jerusalem. When they heard he was risen, when she said she saw him lying there, that cocoon was still laying there, but he wasn't there. And that cocoon preached for several days as people come by and looked at that cocoon. And the napkin across his face was laid and folded up on the side. Just a little extra there. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went in and, and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in the place of itself. Then when he also in with the other disciple and came first to the sepulchre and saw and believed. And saw and what? Oh, thank you, Lord. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again. Isn't that astounding? The resurrection, John G. Lake says the resurrection of Jesus is the most important event in human history. It's the most important event in human history. 
See, thank God for the garden. Thank God for the whipping post. Thank God for the cross. That's where we get the great exchange. But if there'd been no resurrection, all of it would have been useless. We talk about the exchange all the time. But it's all centered in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When he was crucified, he didn't do it for himself. He did it for us. We were crucified. When he was buried, we were buried. When he was raised, we were raised. When he ascended to the Father, we ascended with him. Ephesians chapter 2 said we are seated with him right now in heavenly places in Christ. We're in him. That's why it's so important to realize in him dwells everything. It says, <clears throat> and why did they not see it? That their eyes were blinded to the resurrection. Several times he said he was going to be resurrected. Then the disciples went away again to their own house. But Mary stood without the sepulcher weeping. As she wept, she stooped and looked into the sepulcher. And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said unto him, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know where, not where they have laid him. But when she said this, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Why? Because he was in another form. He already had his resurrected body, guys. They didn't recognize him. Then Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? <clears throat> she, supposing him to be a gardener, said, Sir, if you have borne him, tell me where you laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She recognized that voice. She turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But I go to my brethren, and I say to them, I go say to them, I ascend to my Father. And your father. Whose father? See, it had been exchanged. I'm going to my father and your father. I'm going to my God and your God. Oh, thank you. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and they spoke these things to her. Then the same evening, within the first day of the week, when the doors were shut and the disciples were assembled for fear, the Jews came and stood in the midst. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, What? Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And he who had said this, he breathed on him and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, to remit it. And whosoever sins you retain, are retained. Hallelujah. All right, then what did Thomas say? But Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord, but he said unto them, Except I shall see his hands and prints in his nails, put my fingerprint on the nails, and thrust my hand in his side, I will not believe. And after eight days they were, the disciples were, and Thomas was with them. Then came Jesus to the door being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then said Thomas, reach hither, said Thomas, reach hither your finger, behold my hands. <clears throat> reach hither your hand and thrust in my side, and be not faithless, unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they who have not seen, and yet believe. All right. So we see that. Now let's go back to John chapter 11, where Jesus raised Lazarus. 
I want us to look at something about the resurrection today. <clears throat> All right, let's let's just start in about verse. Uh, okay. Well, let's just go ahead and start in one. Now, a man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and his sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord's feet with ointment and wiped the feet with her hair, and whose brother Lazarus was sick. <coughs> Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, thou whom I love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified. <coughs> now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. And his disciples said to him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and thou goest hither again. Jesus said, Are there not twelve hours in a day? And if a man walk in the day, he stumble, because he seeth he see the light of his, well, this world. But if a man walk in the night... <clears throat> He stumbleth because there is no light in him. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, Jesus is the what? Light of the world. These things said he after that. He said to them, our friend Lazarus sleepeth. Do you notice Jesus didn't say he's dead? You know, Jesus really never uh, addressed anybody as being dead. Now get that in your thinking. But I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then the disciples said, Lord, if he sleep, he do well. How be, be it Jesus spake not of his... Uh, spake of his death, but they thought he supposed he was taking a rest and sleep. But Jesus had to say to them plainly, what? Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which he called Didymus and his fellow disciples, let us go that we may die with him. And when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days. Now Bethany was nine to Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. If you had just been here, he wouldn't have died. But I know that even now, whatever you ask God, God will give it to you. That's faith. Jesus said, your brother shall rise again. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You know, when I read that, it hit me. You know, the Pharisees believed in the resurrection. Martha's already well trained in the resurrection. They talk to resurrection all the time because the resurrection is that great day of the throne of judgment. Everybody's going to be judged according to their deeds, whether they be good or bad. In Revelation, the last chapter, it says what? The graves were opened, the dead shall rise and come before the judgment. It says, and the books were opened. And everybody that was found in the books were judged according to the works. But there was another book that was open. That was the book of life. Oh, it's the Lamb's book of life. And they were not the dead. They're not, no. Some men's judgment go on before. Some follow after. And they talked about the resurrection. You know, the Sadducees said there was no resurrection. I mean, the, the split, they didn't believe there was a resurrection. Now, I want us to go and I want you to see something. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. I want you to see something here. We're not talking about a day or an event. 
We're talking about a person. He is the resurrection. And we've been raised with him. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Now look what he said. Oh, thank you, Lord. He that believeth into me is that Greek word. Just thought I'd throw that out to you. Not just any, but into him. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth into me shall never die. Believest thou this? What does never die mean? It means never die. You know, in, in, in 1 Corinthians 30, he says the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. So by the way, death has already been destroyed. Because Jesus has the keys of death and hell. Who's got them? Jesus has the, key, uh, the keys of death and hell. <clears throat> so he's saying, he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Does that mean these bodies won't give it up? Oh, they'll give it up. But 1 Corinthians 15, it says, you know what? I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be exchanged, is that Greek word. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Because this corruptible body is going to be put off. And we're going to have a new glorious body like fashioned like a his glorious body. Why didn't they recognize Jesus when he came? Why didn't they on the road to, to Emmaus recognize him? Because he had his glorified body. Even when he stood in the midst of disciples, he showed them his hands and his feet because he didn't look like he used to look. I got news for you. One of these days, this old body we got is not going to look exactly the same. Because of 1 Corinthians 13, he's going to give us a body according to what? The seed. It's an incorruptible body. She said, yes, Lord, I believe. I I just can't go past this. He is the resurrection. I think too much of the time we're looking for someday when he comes back and the resurrection shall happen and all this is going to take place, but we're already in the resurrection. That day is now for us. There is no future day for us resurrection. Because we are living in the living, resurrected, living one. And we'll never see death. So the resurrection for us is over. Because he is our resurrection. If we could just get a hold of that and realize that we are living in the resurrected Christ. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. You know, when he said that, he hadn't been to the cross yet. He hadn't been crucified and buried and rose again, but he was already the resurrection. Do you get that? Matter of fact, he was the resurrection that was slain from the foundation of the world, according to Ephesians Revelation. Before the foundation of the world, he was crucified and raised again. So he already knew who he was. If you believe in me, though we are dead, yet shall he live. She said, yes, Lord, I believe you're the Christ, the Son of God who should come into the world. And when she had said so, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, Master, he calls for you. As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came into him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then went with him into her house and comforted her. When they saw Mary, that rose and hastily went out, followed her, saying, She goes into the grave to weep there. Then went Mary was come to Jesus She saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, 
If you'd been here, my brother would not have died. You think there's not many times her and her sister talked about if he'd only been here, this wouldn't be happening. How many of you know they might have got a little upset? Because they knew that if he was there, this would not have happened. But they had to express how they felt. Okay. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit. You know that word groaned? means he he was angry in the spirit. It means his anger in the spirit. He was angered in the spirit. And was troubled and said, where have you laid him? You know why? What was he angry at? Death. And then says, Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Jews, behold how he loved him. And some of them could not this man which have opened the eyes of the blind and it caused even this man that he should not have died? Jesus, therefore, groaning in himself, comes to the grave, and it was a cave, and a stone lay by it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time he stinks. Now, what did she just say? Jesus said, Do you believe? Yeah, I believe. But he stinketh. How many of you, I'm glad, aren't you glad she's like us? Yeah, I believe, but. But, now listen, he's been dead four days. And by now, he stinketh. Jesus said unto her, Martha, didn't I say unto you that if you would just believe, you will see the glory of God? Woo, Lord. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. <clears throat> and I know that you hear me always. But because of the people who stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. And what? Many of the Jews which came to Mary and seen these things which was done, believed on him. Many did, but some didn't. Some ran back to the Pharisees. Said, well, he's raised this guy from the dead. And the Pharisees were so astounded that they all got saved. No. No. They said, you know what? His, this is a notable miracle that he's done okay, but we've got to kill him in Lazarus too so that we're going to lose our job. The pension is at stake. We've got to kill this man. Ah, that's sad, isn't it? <clears throat> and they said, loose him and let him go. <clears throat> you think about it. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, it says the temple was rent from, top, and the, the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom. Yes. Amen? And it says, and the graves were open, and the dead had come alive, and they were walking through the streets of Jerusalem, many. Now, <clears throat> I don't think we get a full picture here. Because, see, the resurrected one has just been resurrected, and all those that were in him were resurrected at the same time. Unless you want to be the dead in Christ when he comes back. There's a lot of people believe that the dead in Christ, when you die, you're going to go to the grave, and you're going to lay there until he comes back. How'd you like to be a part of that bunch? But that resurrection power was so strong. 
that it split the veil from top to bottom and the graves were open after his resurrection. Many were seen in, in the city. Now it's beginning to make sense, isn't it? You know what it says in the book of Acts? Okay. Hold on. It says a lot, doesn't it? Chapter 4 says, And as he spake, the people and the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. The Sadducees was upset because, why? They was preaching the resurrection. devil hates the resurrection. Isn't it astounding to you that many times Jesus told his disciples, I'm going to be crucified, I'm going to die, and I'm going to rise again? They never heard it. Three and a half years, he told them over and over again what was going to happen, and they never heard it. Why? 2 Corinthians 4, 4, The God of this world blinds the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine. Okay. <clears throat> and as he spake into verse 1, chapter 4 of Acts, And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. No, they wasn't preaching the gospel, were they? They wasn't preaching the cross, were they? Why? It was no big thing for Jesus to die on the cross for 99.9% of them. Why? They saw hundreds crucified on the cross. Right? Why is it so much of the time, I hate to say this, but so much of Christians is so focused on the cross, they miss the resurrection. So focused on the cross, they miss the most important part. Thank God for the cross. Thank God for the whipping post. Thank God for the garden. Thank God for all he's forgiven me. Romans 4.25 says that Jesus was crucified for my iniquities. Thank God. But if I stop there, all I have is my sins forgiven. But the last of that verse said he was raised again for my justification. Without the resurrection, you don't have the eternal life dwelling in you. You have no life apart from the resurrection. That's why this is the most important day in human history. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. They were grieved that they preached the resurrection from the dead. They laid hands on them and put them into the, in prison, I guess, till the next day. Many of them which heard the word believed in a number of men. Now, why did they believe? Because many of them had walked by the tomb and saw the cocoon laying there. They knew he had been buried and he was in that grave. But the resurrection was what they were preaching. Why? Because they knew something happened to them. They couldn't deny it. There it was, right before them. And you know, the scripture says here in the book of Acts, on a little further, says, With great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them. What did they preach? They preached the resurrection. Now, because the resurrected one was resurrected. And what's so important about all that? Because when he was resurrected, we were resurrected. 2,000 years ago and plus you were resurrected with him. Because it was our cross he died on, not his. All of that was for us. And you see all the way through the book of Acts. They got all bent out of shape when they preached the resurrection. Matter of time, Paul was really in a lot of trouble. And he said, what am I going to do? Then he noticed some Sadducees and Pharisees were there. So what did he do? He started talking about the resurrection. 
And all of a sudden, there was contention between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Because the Sadducees were sad, you see. You know why they were sad? Because there was no resurrection. They had no life in them. So he was able to sneak out because they got in a fight and left him alone. He just walked out. No resurrection. See, what is the point? We've already been raised. You got too many scriptures that point it out. We're going to have a baptism here in a minute, just pretty quick. What is, what is baptism? Baptism is the place of the exchange from the old to the new. Amen. That's why in the book of Acts, you'll never see a place where people got saved that wasn't immediately baptized. In Acts chapter 2, repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Ghost. And with many other words did he testify unto them, save, save yourselves from this crooked and perverse generation. And as many as heard those words, there were many people there that day that did not hear those words. But 3,000 heard those words and were baptized and were filled with the Holy Ghost and were exchanged at that moment. How do we know they were exchanged? Because it says many that had houses and lands sold it so that everyone's needs could be taken care of. So we know not only was their spirit exchanged, but also their soul was exchanged, and they were raised to walk in the newness of life. See what's going to happen. Let me read here in, the, in the, uh, <coughs> Colossians chapter 2. Verse 9, I'm reading Amplified. For in him the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form. How much? All of it. it. Given complete expression of his divine nature. Have we been given his divine nature? According to Second Peter chapter 1, yes, we have. And you are in him. And you have been made full and come to the fullness of life in Christ. You too are filled with God, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and have reached full maturity stature in him. And he is the head of all rule and authority, every angelic principality and power. In him also were you circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands. But in the spiritual circumcision, why don't you all go on and get ready? Are you all ready? We're going to see this worked out here in just a minute. In Christ, also you were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands, but in a spiritual circumcision performed by Christ by stripping off the body of flesh, the whole corrupt carnal nature with its passions and its lust. What's the purpose of the grave? To bury the old man. That's always been the purpose of baptism, to bury the old man. And it says, Thus were you circumcised when you were buried with him in your baptism, in which you were also raised. What's that called? Resurrection. You were raised with him to a new life through your faith in the working of God as displayed when he raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, your sensuality, your sinful carnal nature, God brought new life together with Christ, having freely forgiven all your transgressions. How many? And Second Corinthians five seventeen: old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. It's all been paid for. 
Right? Oh, thank you, Lord. In Romans chapter 8, I mean chapter 6, you see the picture? He that believeth in me shall what? Never die. Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized, catch the word, into Jesus. Where were we baptized? Into Jesus. Can we say it again? We were baptized not just for him, but into him. Into him. We're baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him in baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the new resurrected life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Of his what? You're living in the resurrection of another now. It's not someday. It's now. That's who you are. And if we have to be fortunate to be lucky enough to, when that trumpet blows, in the moment, the twinkling of an eye, this body's going to be exchanged. It's not going to be changed. I got news for you. The, he says in, in 1 Corinthians 15, flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom. Neither will this corruptible body inherit incorruption. But we all shall be exchanged in that moment. So... People talk about the rapture all the time, and all, all of us going to be disappeared. i got news for you. You may not all be disappeared. There may be a lot of stinking bodies running around, laying all over the place. Because this whole body of mine ain't going nowhere. But we're going to have a glorious body fashioned like his glorious body. I hate to destroy a lot of your thinking, but I can't help it. Come help me move this. <laughs> 